Hey, you know what I really appreciate? That this podcast ended your spades game. It did. Howdy, it's Monday, June 21st, 2021, and this is episode 151 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The video that we're about to play in uh, full on no, this podcast. No, 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 no. We'll have to start over. What's what's actually good, Craig? Summer. It's hot. Are we taking a midweek trip to Atlantic City while you're in Ocean City? It seems like it would be tough to do, but we can try to figure it out. I've heard nothing about it, so I have to assume that it's yeah. on. That's what I always do. Yeah, that's a good point. You'll just yeah. show up and be like, I'm here. You'll text me when you're there. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm sitting outside ready to take you to Atlantic City. Yeah. I did have that happen sort of where somebody had, like, asked me about staying in my apartment when I lived in New York City. And then it was, like, months ahead of time. Just, like, no confirmation or anything about it. And then it got to the date and he texted me, like, the night of, like, hey, what's your apartment number? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is actually happening. But anyways, that nobody needs to hear about that. Do you want to talk about 1951 and all the amazing things we found for 1951? Yeah. So the actual amazing thing you found, just to skip ahead of the terrible thing you found, was a picture on Reddit about some rugs being saved from a fire. I think the real highlight was the Taylor Pork Roll store next to the Burning Rug store. You'll definitely link that in the show notes, but it was a very good picture, and I want a Taylor Pork Roll, whatever that may be. Certainly to me, Pork Roll has a meaning, and I guarantee that is not what that was. So. If you're, I can tell you're not from or live in New Jersey, because mm. you don't know what, what is a Pork, pork Roll. roll so there's a big debate always, is it called Taylor Ham, or is it called Pork Roll? So Taylor is the brand. Okay. They make Pork Roll. Okay. Uh, it's basically like a bologna. Sort oh, of. It sounds terrible. It's much worse than what I was envisioning. I mean, it wasn't what I was envisioning, but, you know, what I envision when I generally think of pork roll. Were you thinking like a sandwich of some sort? No, like, you know, the, the Asian pork bun, I guess. No, yeah. yeah, none of that. If you go to the bread and butter at Borgata, they have an excellent Taylor ham, egg, and cheese sandwich. Mm. I don't know if I've ever had the ham, egg, and cheese. I'll have to try it. Yeah, it's good on like a breakfast sandwich. Hmm? I'm sure a bunch of people are like, oh, Taylor, Taylor ham is amazing. You guys are idiots. I think I've only ever had it on an egg and cheese sandwich. That's huh? the only form of Taylor Sounds ham good. slash pork roll I've had. I have no opinion on which it should be. People are like very, very serious about it. How Do you think they saved the rugs? From, oh, from no, the, the rugs are saved. I, I have visual proof. I mean, maybe not all of them, but some were saved. It does seem like stuff just caught on fire all the time, like back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I think the 50s are probably where they're starting maybe to turn the corner a little bit of things just not randomly catching on fire all the time. Certainly before that turn of the last century, just like everything, you could expect it to catch on fire a couple times a year, I think, and burn the whole city down. Yeah, I mean, we went to Belgium. We went to Brussels, and there's like this old building smack in the center of town. It's like, this was built in 1248, and it burned down in 1256, and it was rebuilt in 1258, and then it burned down in 1310, and then it was rebuilt in 1320, and then it burned down. It's like, this is the 15th version of this building. This is not the building that was built in the 1200s. Like, uh, whatever, Notre Dame, right? Well, it didn't fully burn down. Only the roof. Too soon. It's like that ship question. Like, if the ship is replaced plank by plank and none of the original planks are still there, is it the same ship? Except it's different because it's burned to the ground to just a heap of ashes, and then they rebuild it to look generally about the way that it used to look. 
Is that a question that anyone's ever actually asked? I'm not familiar with the ship question. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it's something about like a Viking ship if they have to like re planks and none of that. I think this. Yes, it's the same ship. Let us move on. Anyway, you have found a terrible, terrible eight minute advertisement for Atlantic City from 1951 as well. It's extremely boring. Surely you'll find something worthwhile to splice in here, but I don't really have too much else to say about that. There is always good reason to get out on the beach with its clean, bright, wholesome atmosphere. Here, the pungent salt breath of the sea has the quality of crispness even in midsummer. Or we can enjoy a restful and relaxing ride along this safe highway in one of Atlantic City's seashore rickshaws. With the ocean on one side and interesting shops on the other, we are fascinated by the colorful life of the boardwalk. It's from 1951, so it's appropriate. There are some aerial slash skyline shots that are good. They're nice. They're nice, yeah. You get to see a lot of the Claridge. Well, you know, whatever it was at the time. You get to see a lot of the what is now resorts, so that's good. You get to see the Marlboro Blenheim of Boardwalk Empire fame. You get to see a lot of deep sea fishing and not a lot of the steel pier. Like, there's shots of the steel pier, and I was like, now we're going to get to see some good stuff. And then immediately they were like, this is how you put a lure on a fishing line for deep sea fishing. Yeah, and then it's like like, two minutes of fishing content. So that seemed like an odd uh, construction of the video. No, it wasn't good. Much like our show where we've talked about, like, buildings burning down and things not related to Atlantic City. I hear we got some emails from our faithful listeners who want us to talk about something else. Some of these were from a month ago. And I emailed these people today saying, like, I didn't forget about this. We're going to talk about it on the show. So I'm sorry that you had to yes. wait a full month. But I, I think we have to start off with, you You didn't send this to me until today, but perhaps the most glorious picture I've ever seen in my entire life. Someone standing at the AC Beer Fest on Bader Field and just having this picture of glimmering in the distance. Atlantic City Hilton slash Atlantic Club slash Golden Nuggets slash whatever, just with a rainbow coming down right on top of it. It's gorgeous. It is Truly. the pot of gold. It's metaphoric pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. What else could it be? So thanks, Mark P., for sending oh, me the photo. Just amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really, I- I'm just mad at you that you didn't send this to me as soon as you got it. I thought I had, and then I looked and I was like, this nope. doesn't say it's been forwarded. So clearly I have not. And that picture was also, you know, several weeks old because it was from AC Beer Fest. Mm, gorgeous. So we also got an email from Keith S. This email is, I think, the oldest of any of them. Uh, that said, I used to get large amounts of Borgata match play. It is why most people I know who went to Borgata frequented the casino. It was quite generous. It doesn't appear that match play appears since the new MGM takeover. At least two others I checked with don't have any either. Have you found Borgata's offers reduced since the change? So you you can't edit this out. You have to keep it in. But I think that we've talked about this on a previous episode, this exact question. So if not, I will be the one with egg on my face. But... Yeah, for a while, certainly, I was getting almost nothing. Then my offers allegedly went back up, though. If you've listened to whatever, the last episode or two episodes ago, you'll know that I didn't actually get all of my offer last time I went. It seems like, for me, it's coming back a bit now, but for a while, it was definitely way, way down. Yeah, mine is back to the way it was. So I don't know if Keith has seen a change in the month since he sent this email. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we have not actually talked about this specific email on a previous episode. But you're right. I think we have actually talked about this question. But it's back to pretty much exactly what I used to be getting at Borgata. Yeah, it's pretty close for me as well. But yes, for a few months, it was definitely down, down quite a bit. My room rates are very, very high. Like, I lost all my comps, and even before the summer. My room rates for a while while they were doing this were much 
better than they've ever been, oh, but yeah. now they're back to their usual high standard. Yeah, my roommates dropped a lot, like, shortly after everything reopened, and then mm -hmm. after, like, two months, I think, when it was pretty clear that the demand was high, they went back through the roof. Yeah. Do you want to start with some James H. emails? He also had a, a Borgata point to make. Yeah, James H. lets us know that Borgata no longer allows free play to be used on video poker machines. Yeah, like you, you said, you didn't try it last trip. I also did not. I cannot confirm or deny. I believe I played my free play on uh, just random crappy slot machines, as one does. Same. That's the way I prefer to use my free play. I feel like we should do an audit of Atlantic City casinos. I feel like it's not totally unheard of for a casino not to allow you to use your free play on video poker. I definitely remember that from from way back in the day with uh, bonus slot play from the buses. But I think that was like Trump Plaza, <laughs> mm -hmm. where you specifically couldn't. But it it definitely did not strike me as totally unusual. Um, yeah. Although if it's a change for Borgata, I'm pretty sure Borgata did before. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everybody else knows more than us about that, but that's like we, we should uh, we should do an audit and figure out who who allows it and who doesn't next time we go. Just go to every casino, make sure we have free play at every casino, which we don't. I pretty much do, other than like Nuggets and Trop. Trop is somewhere I used to get a lot of free play and stuff, and I have gotten literally nothing since the merger or whatever from them. They hate you now. Do you get comp rooms there either? No, wow. I get nothing. That used to be like your super reliable. I know. It sucks. It's your favorite, too. You love it. You love the rooms. You love the casino floor. The drink service. Fantastic. Everything about it. Chickies and Pete's. You're a huge fan. Yeah, Chickies and Sweets. Yeah, they put you in the Chickies and Sweets. <laughs> well, when you're an influencer, that's that's where you go. So he also says, even though I enjoy playing bonus poker at resorts, I really do because it's very hard to accumulate points playing video poker there. I like the way Caesars tells you that $5 run through a slot machine earns one point and 10 through a video poker machine earns a point. They won't tell you at resorts. I think it's close to $200 to earn a point on video poker there. It's definitely true, but one point at resorts is also a full comp dollar, which is which is true. And it's 600 points for Paramount, 1250 for Paramount Plus, 2500 for Red Carpet compared to Caesars, which is 15000 for Diamond and 150000 for Seven Stars. Yeah, I think we've talked about this in the past, and we decided it is about the same as Caesars, really, if you look at it, right? Yeah, I mean, there, I don't think there's a, you can total, totally say it's like one-to-one -one mm -hmm. that, you know, Paramount is equivalent to Diamond. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, a point is a cent at... Actually, is that true? Is a point a cent at Caesars? Oh, a point is a cent. I, I meant, are the tier credits and the comp dollars the same as resorts all the time? I feel like I get, like, I never get tier credits that are worthwhile, but I always end up with, like, 10 or 15 bucks or something at resorts. I I wonder if for table games it's different, because I know mm. if you're just playing machines, I get one-to-one. -one. Like, if mm -hmm. I end up with five points, I it's, have five it's probably It's probably the same, then. Um, so it seems, it seems like that's the deal. And so that's also why it takes forever to accrue mm -hmm. a point slash a dollar. It does seem like comps accrue very slow at uh, resorts for me, like just oh, comp really? dollars in general. I get more comp dollars with significantly less play other places, although part of that is probably that I'm playing full really? pay bonus I think, poker. <laughs> I think Caesars is like awful for actually making comp dollars. Yeah, that's like true, Caesars. Yeah. I feel like is like the bottom of the barrel in terms of actually getting comp dollars to spend. Tier credits are fine there, I guess, but the comp dollars I feel like are so slow. I should qualify. Like I, so much of my play at resorts was full pay bonus poker, which is going to earn you comps way slower because it's full pay, presumably. But I am always super surprised when I leave Hard Rock or Borgata mm -hmm. after like two hours of just playing like some video poker and slots, and I end up with ten comp dollars, which you know I'm playing very low limits here, so that I'm always like, oh, ten bucks, that's crazy. 
Yeah. So it is funny to me. I think probably because I'm sort of like conditioned to Caesars where that was like my home base for so long, Caesars properties. And you're right. It's so slow to accrue comps there. When I think of like actually making like a decent amount of comp dollars, I feel like Ocean has been at least historically reasonably generous in terms of comp dollars. Interesting. I don't even know what my comp balance is at Ocean. Mm. So he also asked, or not asked, but said, let us know if Kyle gets offers from Bally's. I hear they offer good gift cards, but I never got one. Kyle. So I tried to sign up on their website with my card number, and it said that my PIN was wrong, which was not the case. So there was IT problems there, and I don't think I've gotten a mailer from them yet. <laughs> so I cannot report back. It sounds right to me. The gift I do like the gift cards as a giveaway. It's nice. Like Ocean did that a lot for a while. Hard Rock does that a lot. I get gift cards pretty much everywhere, I think. A lot of times they'll do like $25 in gift cards or like $35 or $40 in slot dollars or something. My favorite is when it's like, do you want a $25 gift card or $25 in slot play? Yeah, that's that's not a very hard choice. I Come mean, if now. it's like 25 or 35 then unless it's a gift card I actually value, then I'm like, eh, give me the slot dollars. I'm not at the casino to get a $25 like shop rate gift card. <laughs> Let's be real. My favorite is Amazon. I've gotten that at Ocean a couple of times. Yeah. Like, this is just cash. Thank you. I'm not a huge Amazon shopper, so I know I'm, I'm in the minority there. So We just canceled Prime, so we're not big Amazon shoppers anymore either. Yeah. I guess you didn't go to Lucky Snake is the last note from James H. And the answer is no, we did not go to Lucky we Snake. We walked by it many times. We did. We sort of peered in the window through the old poker room, but we did not go in. How good was our trip, man? It was so good. It was fun. I, I watched a video of a YouTube tour of the Lucky Snake, and uh, <laughs> it's a bunch of arcade games on the old casino floor. Uh-huh. If that's what you're into, you should go check it out. How much did it remind you of, of the uh, whatever pinball, whatever, in the Riviera? <laughs> <laughs> no, way better than that. Way better than that. I know you played the uh, whatever, the famous baseball one that gives you baseball cards while we were there, right? Oh, I don't know. I... I probably did. If that was an I option, I did. probably did. And, and you know, it's like 1987 tops with the wood. Yeah, board. oh, yeah. You totally got some, like, 1989 tops that are, like, if you got the best possible card in the set, it's, like, 10 cents. Yeah. Those sets are great. Uh, baseball cards, man, huge comeback. They, you can't even buy them at Target anymore because the demand's so high. They were like, this is too annoying because people are coming yeah. in and wrestling over them. So they just took S- them out of the stores. Same thing with Pokemon and Magic. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon cards. Cannot buy them. It's the demand through the roof. Right, one thing I have to say about that, sell now, people. Sell now. Yes, I agree. <laughs> speaking of our trip, are we still talking about our trip? Anyway, speaking of our trip, uh, we didn't have time to elaborate last episode, but I wanted to ask you to go into more detail about what you would have done differently on the trip if we had more than just me. I don't think it would have been too terribly different. I mean, maybe we could have done like a little tiny bit more of other stuff, but I think it would have been about the same. Yeah, but you said, you know, you don't want to do another two-night trip if it's just me. You basically said specifically, I don't want to do a two-night trip with you. Yeah. I don't like you that much. So what? I'm standing by my statement. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's confusing here. I see how it is. But, like, what is is adding more people? Why would that make a two-night trip better than what we did? I don't know, because there's more people. There's more opportunity for people to break off and do their own thing or whatever, and... As you know, we do a podcast together, and of course I love you to death, but uh, sometimes I, I, it's a little frustrating to get you moving, and it's better when I can do my own thing <laughs> and someone else can entertain you or whatever uh, while you're doing nothing, walking around in circles. Okay, yeah, all right, I can see that. Because I was going to say, like, if the if the question was about, you know, wanting to spend less time gambling or whatever, like... No, I don't think, I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay. I'm offended, but it's fine. Yeah, no, no, I think it's good. 
it's just, you know, me being agitated that you're not moving and probably you being agitated that I move too much or something. Yeah, you know I like my wanderings. Yeah. You love doing nothing. Normally, though, you're totally fine just going off. But I guess you feel more responsibility to chaperone me when, when it's there's nobody else there to hang out with me. I, I think so. It's, like, a bit more rude if I'm the only person there to be like, fuck you, I'm, I'm going to be somewhere else for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say I'm surprised that you think about it at that level. Because normally I would think of you as thinking, like, I, I want to do this other thing, so I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm, like, growing a bit more mature. Who knows? I went from being offended to now feeling like this is a very endearing thing. <laughs> so we, you know, we've grown together, Kyle, That's in this episode. Episode 151. Truly a touching moment in the history of Do For One. Yeah, psychological best. breakthrough, truly, I think. What a heartwarming moment. Anyways. The Borgata Buffet, it's open again, uh, which Hooray. seems to match up with, you know, some other buffets around here have just started opening in like the last week. So it seems the like... OCB, did you go to the Old Country Buffet in Laurel, Maryland? I have never been there. I've been to the Old Country Buffet in Parkville, Maryland many times in high school, mm. where some damage was done by us. Let me tell you, <laughs> like 16-year-olds, they're not your profitable customers no. if you're a buffet. No, I could put away a lot of food as a 200-pound 16-year-old, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I was 200 pounds at 16. I was also like 5'6". But anyways. Did you know I was not yet 5 feet tall when I started high school? No way. Yeah, man. You and me both were like, you yeah. even more than I. I was, I was tiny. I did all my growing in the junior year of high school. Yeah, like high school, like junior, senior year for me too. I mean, I still was like, I was probably only like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, when I started college, frankly. And I'm taller than that now. That's crazy. Yeah, grew another 3 inches probably since college. Truly the latest of late bloomers. I know. And four lounges back in its previous location, worth noting. Mm -hmm. Back in the basement. The American Bar and Grill is open in the former Wolfgang Puck space. And when I first saw this announcement, I was very confused because it didn't have anything about where it was. Uh -huh. So I was like, uh, I know they just said that the Bobby Flay Steak is staying open for the entire summer. But now they're saying this thing's opening. Well, it opened on June 19th, which was this past Friday. This is in the Wolfgang Puck space. How much percentage-wise do you think it looks like the Wolfgang Puck restaurant in this space right now? 90. I mean, they probably did some, like, very superficial things, but... All the the wood, all the wood stuff? Yeah. Well, same thing Shop with wood. the Bobby Flay, like, honestly, is all wood, right? Uh, I can't even picture the Bobby Flay steak, to be honest. Maybe is that's that the what one I'm with the with the, the, with the yeah I think you're thinking of is that that's the one with like the firewood outside it right? Oh, that I'm th that's what I thought the Wolfgang Puck was. So maybe I'm picturing Bobby Flay steak instead of the Wolfgang Puck. Perhaps I have it backwards though. This is the content that everyone loves to hear. Yeah, awesome. Um, we've never been to either, so we're really the yes. best people to review them. The American Bar and Grill restaurant, their press release, which you know I'm going to read from, says that they will feature New Jersey's famous tomatoes, corn, and a local selection of fresh seafood which are found in several of the menu items influenced by the Garden State. Uh, I like that they also capitalized the in the Garden State. I don't know if that's, you know, style appropriate. Yes. But anyways. Is that like the movie, The Garden State? Yeah. There will also be burgers, pizzas, specialty cocktails, and local craft beer, which I like those things. Yeah. I don't know how much I care about New Jersey's famous tomatoes and corn. There's a lot of agriculture in South Jersey. It is true. Jersey fresh. It's a whole thing. I know that the tomatoes, it's like, that's a big thing. But I don't care about tomatoes. I'm not, like, repulsed by them like our friend Dave. We were at the uh, super amazing <laughs> sushi place in Vegas during your bachelor party. Yeah. 
And, that place was uh, incredible, by the way. He ate Rest something with like the tiniest tomato on it and didn't realize it had tomato on it. And I thought he was actually going to throw up on the table. His reaction was quite violent. Amazing. To that tomato. Which, I mean, I, I don't love tomatoes, but not to that They're extent. Good. I mean, I like everything, basically, though. So, Except for Italian food. Except we went to Angela's very much yeah, often and you liked it. And, so. and my food was good. And your food was good, too. So It was very good. Back to Angela's Fairmount Tavern, I say. When you and Andrea go next, you can go back to Angela's Fairmount Tavern. The next thing I know is right in your wheelhouse, your favorite, a uh, bunch of live entertainment, live music. I've already yes. a- asked you about coming with me to one of them. But first, we have an update on what that Bobcat's doing. So Jim from New York tweeted us that... The Super American Circus is coming to the showboat volleyball courts. So that's what the Bobcat was doing, pushing sand around. Right now, the picture that Jim sent was just a tiny tent way in the corner, which I, you know, I'm assuming is just some initial setup and not what the whole circus is going in. That would be quite weird. Uh, it's basically running all of July and August. Starts, I think, July 1st. Tickets are 10 to $15 for kids, 20 to $45 for adults. And most importantly, Jim from New York is offering to put $200 toward our video fun- poker fund if I, specifically me. I, I, yes, I think it was technically towards your video poker fund. I don't know. He said do for a win's video poker fund. You are at do for a win, though. So My $200. I mean, I would totally go if we are there when it's running. My skepticism is since it's at Showboat. I'm not sure it will be running after, say, <laughs> July 7th, because that's, that's about fair. what Showboat, I feel like, gives a runway for, like, you know, AC Fan Expo and that kind of stuff. AC, AC Fan Expo. This is a circus that has toured other places. I will say that. This is not some, like, this is the Showboat spectacular circus. It's, I mean, you know, two the AC Fan Expo people have done, like, a lot of whatever cons in Indianapolis. That's a good point. I don't know if you know this, but we've talked to that guy. I think. I mean, honestly, I think if this is advertised well, it will do fine. It's an attraction that there's not much yeah. of in Atlantic City. And there's yeah. plenty of families there and stuff. And it's priced right. Like yeah. I think ten to fifteen bucks, twenty bucks for adults. That seems perfect. So what's the deal with with circuses? I don't know a lot about it. I know the big one obviously shut down because there's a lot of anti-circus sentiment. <laughs> so you would think maybe the ones that are left can do pretty well, but I really don't know anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I know the big Big Apple Circus in New York City does very well, or at least advertises like crazy i don't know if they actually do well but they're certainly <laughs> very present on tv and radio advertisements uh there are fireworks outside my building for some reason but yeah i don't i don't know i'm assuming there's not a lot of you know like lion tamer stuff it's more of the acrobatics and yeah sort of cirque du soleil type acts which is fine without like the attempt at a plot which i'm totally fine with i don't need the plot i assure you what i need is absinthe which is amazing what a show absinthe is in vegas never seen it we need an a, a raunchy circus type show a variety show in atlantic city i feel like did you ever go to the uh burlesque show at borg i did not it had some elements of that like i think the best when i went and this was six years ago or whatever like my favorite act in it was basically two women scantily clad basically doing like circus uh soleil type like you know whatever strength acrobatics or whatever contortion it was, it was very good it wasn't contortion it was like <laughs> i mean a lot more of it was random lowbrow humor and like raunchy humor or whatever but but that act i thought was in particular my favorite of the whole show i need the one guy that nucky threatens the vaudeville guy that nucky threatens in mortal empire mm-hmm. who like talks in the funny voice and sings and dances and stuff that's what i need yeah, yeah, yeah. in atlantic city 
That would probably be part of like a burlesque show. Yeah. In 2021 instead of 1923, which is where we're at in the current season of Boardwalk Empire. There are also just a ton of concerts being scheduled right now, some of which are coming to Atlantic City. But it's just unbelievable how many bands and stuff are announcing concerts. Ocean's schedule is actually really packed, or not packed, but they've added a lot of acts at Ocean, mostly seemingly catering toward people in their... Uh, I don't want to say an age, but Golden older years. than us. Yes, older than us. Bands that were popular in like the 70s and, and stuff like that. Like Michael Buble? <laughs> no, Michael Buble is at Boardwalk Hall. Uh. So he is not coming to New York, and my wife really likes Michael Buble. So I, <laughs> he's coming to Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. Would you say your wife is in her golden years? No. Mike, well, young people like Michael Buble? Come on. <laughs> old people also love Michael Buble. But... <laughs> But I, so I, I sent my wife a message like, hey, Michael Blaze going to Atlantic City, not to New York. We should go August 28th. And uh-huh. my wife's response was, that would be a great anniversary gift to get for my parents. <laughs> and so it went from like an excuse to go to Atlantic City to like us paying for Andrea's parents to go to Atlantic City. Good and job. Staying in Hoboken with the kids. Perfectly done. So what, what you need to do is all you guys should go. Your wife can go with her parents to Michael Buble. While you watch the kids one night, and then surely some other night, one of them can watch the kids, and you can go out and do whatever it is you do. Eat a dozen toasted coconut donuts. Really, I can't believe that you've never gone with your family to Atlantic City still. And this seems like the perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah, it's late August. The kids, the, well, my daughter's off from school. Yeah. This is a good idea. Your wife probably won't be back yet? Correct. I'll pitch it. I'll, you I'll come back will with be a like, report about I will selflessly not go to Michael Buble to watch the kids. Well, you and your parents go, and then in return, like the next three nights, I'll be out drinking in Atlantic City while you guys want to To be clear, we need a three-to-one ratio of nights. Look, look there's three adults. There's going to be four adults down there. Each adult can watch the kids for one night. Yeah, like two nights, the grandparents are watching the kids. Yeah. And Andrea and I have a night to ourselves. One mm-hmm. night, I'm just off on my own. Well, Andrea watches the kids, yeah, and you perfect. get to do whatever. I think it's perfect. And by There's whatever, no downside to this plan. Toasted coconuts, donuts, and just sitting in my favorite place yes. in Atlantic City, the Quick Bites food court at the resorts. I can't believe you don't like the seating there. It's really ugly. <laughs> the other thing, the thing that I asked you to come with me to is at Ocean, not necessarily for people in their golden years, I would say people like two years older than us, Collective Soul and Better Than Ezra at Ocean on October 30th. Not into the Collective Soul or the Better Than Ezra, Kyle? No, no. How many number one hits do you think Collective Soul had I, in the 1990s? I have no, idea. no clue. Five, I think. Five number one hits. I think of Collective Soul as like they had like one song that was like pretty popular, and then they had another song that was mega popular. No, they had a whole a whole album where every song on it was super popular. Not every. You song, know what else like will be songs. in Atlantic City on 10:30? Halloween. Yeah, lots of people in Halloween costumes. A reason to go. <laughs> Not that you needed another reason other than better than ezra i mean it would probably be quite a spectacle but yeah we were in uh we were in vegas right around halloween one year staying at the cosmopolitan no recollection of this i also have well-documented brain damage probably so the, the funny story that happened from that is we were at the secret pizza place at like i don't know 1 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and the the club i don't know what club in cosmo because you know i don't know anything about vegas clubs is i guess sort of near secret pizza place and a guy really drunk, guy dressed 
as a woman in like a really scantily clad, like super short skirt. I think it was like a French maid's outfit. Mm-hmm. Comes to were these you, places. Were you aroused? Tell me the truth. A little bit. And uh, okay. orders a full pizza. Uh-huh. And then there's like a bouncer looking guy at Secret Pizza Place who I guess is just there to, you know, keep it from getting rowdy after the club lets out. And so he's just standing in front of a random door. And the drunk guy's asking him to let him back into the club. And the guy's like, no. And the guy in the dress is getting all pissed off because he's like, you know, trying to get back into the club with his pizza. And the guy is like, what are you talking about? And he opens the door and it's like a broom closet. Not the club. The club is out of the restaurant. There's no magic door from the secret pizza place to the club. It's not out of Incredible. Works. And uh, we were all just dying laughing at this. Um, so that was is it story. better or worse than when we were all in the fat burger on the Vegas trip? Just tossing around money, playing Kings of the Little Men. Nothing's better than that. I love all the people that came in are just like laughed at us universally. I mean, it's hilarious. It's objectively hilarious. Yes. Like, you don't have enough gambling in Vegas. For the uninitiated, Kings and the Little Men is the worst gambling game ever invented, perhaps. I don't even remember the rules. Let's see. So it's basically five-card draw, but kings and your lowest card in your hand are wild. And so, essentially, you face off with everyone else who does not drop their hand or whatever instead of staying in. And then if you're the only person left, the only person that stays in, you have to play against like just a random hand that the house more or less gets dealt. And a lot of hilarity occurs because the house just always gets five of a kind, no matter what. My one stupid Kings and Little Men story is, I think it was Dave's bachelor party. We played it a decent amount. Mm. And there was a point not long into the trip where I was like way further down in Kings and Little Men than in any casino gambling. Oh, yeah. And so in my head, I'm like thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, I was down like 70 bucks in Kings and Little Men. But in reality, I'm thinking about like the logistics of Kings and Little Men. It was probably really like 30 bucks. But in reality, it was probably like 15 bucks. And I was down like, you know, 10 bucks elsewhere. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm down 25 bucks on the first day of the trip. Because that's like what my gambling level was on like my second or third casino trip that I'd ever been on. <laughs> but I definitely remember being annoyed that I was down more at Kings and Little Men than at anything else I had done mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Uh, I remember at my bachelor party, we played a lot of uh, open face Chinese poker in the rooms. Oh, maybe it was Open Face Chinese Poker that I was down. No, it definitely was Kings of the Little Men. No, it was Kings of the Little Men, I think. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Because I mean, that was like, Open Face Chinese Poker was like red hot at that yes. time. It had its it like was, two months wait. It, it was, was like red hot. right, right at the beginning of it being like incredibly hot. That was a fun game. I should uh, go f- play some of that randomly online. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. I don't even remember anything about that. It's 13 cards. That's what I remember. There's like three levels of hands. A five-card hand, a five-card hand, and a three-card hand, and they have to be in the right order, or your whole hand fouls, and mm. you get crushed. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, should we talk about the Ocean New Players Club? I think this is, like, their fourth or fifth players club since they've reopened. It's not. It's, I think it's their third, but still, it's Sure, why too, don't too you? Many. Because I have gotten no information about it, unlike you. Uh, so, Ocean Rewards, that's the name of it, is launching July 1st. The press release talks about rewards reimagined. The tiers, no longer like blue, platinum, black, none of that. They are signature, preferred, prime, and reserve, which feels very Chase credit cardy to me. It, it does sound quite credit cardy. As of July 1st, 2021, all tier points will be reset to zero. This is not from the press release. This is from the frequently asked questions. Uh, however, all tier levels will now have until June 30th, 2022 to maintain or upgrade their status. They're giving you a year. On July 1st, 2021, 
comp dollars will expire for those who are chairman black platinum or gold if you have been inactive for more than 180 days or for blue cards if you've been inactive for more than 90 days an all-new tier match program will be introduced beginning july 1st 2021 Oh, yes. They have emailed me. Time for tier matching. I'm platinum right now. Gets you nothing. It's a lot like platinum at Caesars. Ah, good. Yes, the worst possible tier to be ever. Yeah. Uh, So they've already emailed me saying that I will not be preferred. I will be basic ass signature like the true loser that I am. Platinum is so bad, it's mind-boggling. Like, you don't even have your own lines for things. Like, you have to stand with the gold card people, and it gets you literal nothing. I think it gets you, like, an extra 5% off in the store or something. That's it. It is the worst status that you could ever come up with. You also get it just for signing up for the credit card. Uh-huh. Especially considering how many ways there are to backdoor into Diamond. It's just so odd to see a Platinum card, like Platinum yeah. Caesar's card anyway. No, it just means you're you're spending too much money gambling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're spending too much money, but you like you should either be spending way less or yeah. way more. I agree. All right. Yeah, I've got nothing, so who knows? I don't know what I'll become, but I'm sure it won't be good. They've actually blacklisted you. You're not even and not, allowed to not get because it, I had a black card, but actually blacklisted. Yeah. Like we heard you talk about ocean. Yeah. So, we have uh, data for May, and I have to say, by and large, it's pretty strong. I think, especially compared to to April, uh, obviously there is no year-over-year data (laughs) since the casinos were closed in May last year. But it's only down like $9 million from two years ago, May, uh, which is good, considering it was down close to $20 million in April. All the casinos, pretty much, except for Hard Rock, are up month over month. So what do you what do you have to say about the data? Well, it is a five full five-weekend month in May. So well, that's true. You got to take, that, into take that with a grain of salt. And I'm just going back to May 2019, uh, yeah, yeah. which is a four-weekend month. So, yeah, there is... It does boost that a little bit. April was also a four-weekend month, so if we're comparing it to April, there's not really – like, the numbers look very good compared to April. But again, you'd expect May to be better than April, and to me, only being up 12.4% over April seems, like, not great. But it's also very neutral for me. Most people are up – Somewhere between four and, I mean, Borgata was up 26%, but they had a really weird, bad April. Um, but everybody else, like four to 20%. And then there's the weird little blip of Hard Rock, which is down less than a percent. Like, it just seems fine. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot to say, especially when there's no year over year to compare it to. I guess the one thing I'll point out is that Borgata did bounce back. They had that closing for a couple of days where the you couldn't actually gamble in the casino in April. And so we got all excited about Hard Rock being very close to Borgata. Um, last month, Hard Rock was only $3 million behind, a little more than $3 million behind Borgata. And it's like, oh, they're getting close. They could actually overtake them. The gap this month is $14 million, almost $14 million. Uh, so Borgata just bounced right back. Hard Rock, I mean, slightly disappointing, but but not too much to worry about. And just way ahead of ocean who's sticking around in third place so yeah ocean sticking around in third but it's just a big cluster from like third to sixth almost it feels like in the 20 to 24 range the couple of things that really stand out to me 
I think the Tropicana numbers have been awful, like unambiguously awful. I think Harris has also been very, very bad. I think they're kind of two of the really big disappointments compared to what, what they used to be. Caesars is actually, I think, doing fine pretty much. So yeah. it's not like a total CET thing. But yeah, like I think Harris and Trop have been like the really big disappointments the last couple of months. Well, Caesars, yeah, Caesars is almost identical to their 2019 numbers. Yeah, Caesars has been doing okay. But yeah, Tropicana is down $6 million, so you're mm-hmm. over 20% from 2019. Hera is similar. So yep. yeah, not great. No, not the best. Not the best. So I think these are the things that stood out to me. I do wonder if the new the new Eldorado Caesar is, is being kind of stingy with, with comps and stuff, whereas historically... Certainly for me, they oh, are. Same. I mean, so. like I used to be able to reliably get weekday comps some weekdays in the summer i think most weekdays in the summer at at one of the hotels at one of the caesar's hotels and now my rates are just nuts like very very high even on weekdays and and i do wonder if there's been a change in strategy mm-hmm. with the eldorado takeover they announced that they were going to be much more stingy with comps kind of when they were coming in and we didn't see it for a while so we were wondering if they were just bluffing or or whatever but it seems like perhaps not let me see if i even have weekday comps at this at this point I mean, while you do that, I'll just say, like, for me, obviously, this is totally anecdotal, and I don't have any data, but, I mean, we're seeing the the revenue data. For me, like, I'm so incentivized by a free room. If I have free rooms available somewhere in Atlantic City, that will narrow it down to where I want to stay. So, I guess it's one thing. If I only had, like, Forum Tower at Caesars, I would probably prefer to pay for a room, or, you know, I'd crash in your room or something. (laughs) But... I do wonder, since Atlantic City is such a gambling destination, such a gambling-focused destination, if the people who go there are really free room focused more than other casino destinations. Okay, okay. so I was wrong. So they've, as you recall, leading into the last trip, I was getting nothing at all. But now I'm, I'm back to full comps on basically all, all weekdays for the most part, except at TROP, where some random weekdays are like $300 for reasons I can't quite discern. <laughs> Uh, but others are comp. Just pure spite. Looks like most Fridays are comped for me at Harrah's as well. Oh, and Saturdays are under $100, so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good then that it's back. I'm interested to it see. It seems if... like it's back because certainly there was a time like before the last trip where I could not even get a weekday comp at any Caesars property. So yeah, no, I had very zero comps later. anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I expect that I still have zero comps anywhere. Yeah. No, my room, my rates are awful. I, I can't get a room for under 140 bucks any night. Mm. That is what they think of me. Yeah. Rightly. I mean, I can't really complain too much. And also, I never got the thing you got saying that I have a Diamond Celebration Dinner, so. Oh, yes. I did get a thing saying I had my Diamond Celebration Dinner for last year still, so. I'm going to assume that means that I do not. They took it away. Celebration Dinner. Yeah, I don't know. Well. Anyway, thank you guys, as always, for listening. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content at doforwin.com and buy a shirt. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions to do for win at gmail.com. Any last words? I'm excited to talk Boardwalk Empire this week. Oh, really? I'm pumped about it. All right. I think it was a much better episode than we've had. You, you think so? I I still feel kind of like the same like nihilistic emptiness that I've been feeling all season about it. So okay. Anyway, go ahead. Pitch me on it. So basically, Jip Rossetti's time in Tabor Heights is apparently crushing his New York business. His boss at the end of the episode is about to kill him. It seems like, uh, but Jip saves himself by saying he's going to kill basically everyone uh, related to Nucky. So like Nucky, Rostine, 
Lucky Luciano, Meyer Lansky, all those people, basically to get Jip's boss a bunch of turf, I guess. The big thing, overarching thing in the episode is that it's Easter, so you see a lot of family-related stuff with Eli and Nucky. Eli eventually gets a promotion out of all that. He's now going to run the factory along with Doyle. Yeah, the warehouse yeah. with Doyle. Uh, so not ahead of Doyle. Still going to be annoying no, no, with Doyle. Yeah. Doyle stuff. But also for Easter, it seemed like all Jillian wanted to do, all Jimmy's mom wanted to do was have a lot of sex with fake Jimmy. Turns out what she really wanted to do was kill fake Jimmy, put Jimmy's dog tag on him, and have Jimmy declared dead, which like fixes all of her debt problems, as we learned. Is that true, do you think? Because it, it seems like they could have done that anyway, I thought, from earlier. I thought it was more like her internal, she had to like, get over it. Yeah, yeah, get over the death of Jimmy. Like, now he was he's dead to her. I mean, maybe you could be right at some level, but that's kind of what I took it as. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Anyway, I'm happy that that stupid plotline's done either way. Yeah, it was super annoying. Um, and, like, <laughs> creepy, sort of. Unsettling, I guess. It, it's very weird that when she kills him, it makes their relationship less creepy. And that says yeah, it's a like, lot. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, this is better. Yeah. About how creepy their relationship was. Uh, and then we got a lot of Harrow and Tommy. Um, Harrow brings Tommy to his violent, drunken friend's house to eat with the other veterans. Tommy gets into some trouble. Harrow threatens to kill his new friend and then takes the guy's daughter to the boardwalk to have a little date. So, hey, it all worked out for Harrow in the end. Got a nice picture to put in his scrapbook. I'm just happy we got to see more Tommy. Uh, certainly a much nicer boy than Teddy, but uh, it's not saying too much. No. I guess it's was fine. I, I do have to say, I always enjoy all those scenes with the Italians together. Jip with his family was very good, I thought. Oh, that was funny. I liked, yeah, I think, I guess it was like his sister or something was like basically giving him the business right back. I like that. Like he opens the door and her face was just like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's all pissed and yeah, that was good. There was a scene where Eli's asking for the promotion and he basically gives Nucky a gun and says, put a bullet in me because I know you will sooner or later. I sort of agree with Nucky. That was a bit too melodramatic for me as well as Nucky, I think. Melodramatic, but I also do wonder, you know, the show is not very it does, subtle. It does seem like, yes, that could be Eli's end at some point. I, I agree with you. I thought that as well. Yeah, I definitely, the, the show, yeah, it definitely, like, beats you over the head with things sometimes. And, and I have a feeling that that's going to be one of those. It was weird. It's like, why was Margaret marrying her soul to Eli's wife? Like, that didn't make any sense. Like, I don't know what she's up to, really. So my opinion on that is that, you know, so Eli's wife's basically, like, talking up Nucky and how great he is and how much he's done for their family. I guess it could be that, like, Margaret knows that Eli's basically the reason that, that uh, Eli went to jail. And so she feels bad and doesn't really want to. That doesn't seem like a Margaret thing, though, really. Yeah, I think more it's like she just doesn't want to hear about how great he is because she's pissed at him. I, I will say, I thought, like, in a vacuum, this episode was decent. The setup of, basically, it seems like we're going to get five episodes of Murderous Rampage, Jip Rossetti, is, like, what I was afraid of and what I don't want to see at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I still kind of feel the same way. I, it's, you know, I always kind of enjoy it in the moment, but it doesn't have the same kind of gravitas that it, it, I feel like it had, like, the same impact on me as the first two seasons. Where, like, I thought I was getting something worthwhile out of it or whatever. Yeah, I did. This is, I think, the first episode of the season where I finished it, and I was like, "Oh, I'd like to watch the next episode." <laughs> uh, although I have to say, when when Jip Rossetti so obviously was going to assault the priest and did, and then robbed the church, and that's how he paid his boss the money that he owed them in coins. I I typed out during that scene. This is the worst character 
I've ever seen in TV. Like, just such a stupid character. And now I think that he's going to be the main focal point of the next five episodes, so... I suspect he won't make it through the season, though, luckily. So you have Yeah, to... no, he's definitely getting killed. So, any other thoughts on Boardwalk Empire before we wrap it up? Not really. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. On the beach, as well as on the boardwalk, this is indeed a children's paradise. We can't miss one of Atlantic City's grandest sports, so we go deep-sea fishing. This device holds the line. Oh, you wanted to hear about the steel pier? Sorry, we have to give you the specifics about how deep-sea fishing works. Look out. There's work ahead for you, young lady. He's fighting like a big one. It takes strength and muscle That's to a euphemism. or a tuna. I give it. Take up that line, girl. <laughs> you almost have him now. Mm-hmm. And there you are. We can enjoy fishing at its finest here. For there are public piers for the novice, and even on the docks and seawalls, the thrill of the tug of a line awaits the man or woman who loves to just fish. These men are enjoying the sport of bottom fishing. I don't know what that means, but that also sounds like a euphemism, yes. <laughs> Look at the way that guy's dressed. He's like he's in the village, people. Those of us it's who true. prefer a swimming pool instead of the surf can find the salt seawater at our enunciation very hotel so strange. Zone. Yeah. A swimming pool. The ocean ozone assures us of a healthy appetite. What? Science. Don't question it.